today's show, we're leaving gaming behind and start talking Pixar films. And we're catching up on the new episode of Loki. So join us for a brand new episode of Podcast Demastered. Alright, hey everybody, welcome to episode 4 of Podcast Demastered. Got a great show for you today. I'm your host, Ethan Meyer, and I'm joined by my two good friends, Chelsea and Wade. Uh, Guys, today we got a pretty interesting episode because we're talking more than just games. We're going to be talking Pixar films later on in the episode. But first, let's go ahead and start with our week and week, 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 week and review. Episode four, guys. (laughs) (laughs) it's been a week apparently it's been uh it's been a long week as you can tell what do you guys uh what do you guys what do you guys been doing what do you guys been doing and feel in real life i feel like we've been playing subnautica a little bit but you know (laughs) right it's been enough storms here lately (laughs) yeah we're uh we are we're in the middle of the country here and it has been doing nothing but raining with a little bit of sunshine and then a lot of rain a little bit of sunshine and more rain, and the top of flooding, off more flooding, rain. flooding. <laughs> yeah, a lot of flooding. <laughs> Chelsea, is it even raining over there where you got where you're at? Yes, it is. It's been raining yeah. off and on for the last couple of days. Yeah, it's been raining crazy over here. I was driving by. Uh, I don't even know what this building's called, but it's off of uh, Forum Wade. It's like some <laughs> like uh, like building next to that next to like Wilson's gym, and it was like underwater. Oh, that whole that whole area, Gosh. the whole the whole Wilson's area, yeah, is yeah. underwater. There's just like bonkers. people standing out there, like taking photos, and it's like you know, like a foot of water up on the doors. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. been it's been pretty gnarly. <laughs> Which is a uh, perfect reason to stay inside and play some video games. That's kind of what I've been doing. What have you been? Uh, what do you What have you been doing? What have you been up to? Um, well, besides besides my usual uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, the grind is so heavy right now. I just can't stop. Um, I I uh, kind of jumped back into Stardew Valley a little bit uh, this week. It was kind of a more. It was more like a quiet emotional week. Uh, so I just needed some quiet time with some Stardew. Got into modding a little bit and had a good time there. Modding. Mm-hmm. Stardew has mods. Oh, Stardew has. A huge community of mods. What? I had no uh-huh. idea. Yeah, think like Skyrim levels of mods. Oh, so there's like uh, Macho Man Randy Savage on a dragon planting Maybe. tomatoes for you? Maybe. <laughs> 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 That's the Stardew Valley I want to play. <laughs> hey, if you want it, I'm sure somebody's got it. What sort of mods have you been doing? Oh, um, nothing too crazy, just stuff to kind of make the game um, flow a little bit more, uh, speed up the progress a little bit, um, so you don't have to spend all your days, like, frantically trying to, like, survive and live. Um, I've been putting a little more time into, like, building my actual farm uh, with all of the items. I don't have to go get them. I, I can just access every item at the press of a button. Uh, so, like, the building aspect has been a lot easier seems like the uh developing relationships would be easier as well if you have all the items oh yeah to make people fall in love with you and marry oh, and yeah. everything else <laughs> yep i have like a a stack of like 999 of a rabbit's foot in my in my backpack <laughs> you know something that everybody loves 
Except for Penny. Everybody but Penny loves them. She hates them. Is Penny the um, uh, is Penny the one that's like the drunk? No, she's the daughter of the drunk. <laughs> See, the drunk. That's who I was. That's who I was. Oh, she's hooked. your best friend. Yeah, that's who I was hooking up with in Stardew. Good old Pam. <laughs> you just, you just, yeah, Pam. That's right. Just bring her beers. You just find her at the local brothel and give her some beers. And... Oh my god. <laughs> oh, okay. Pam, Pam's a good you got time. It. Pam's a good time. Anyway. (laughs) Hey, she makes that community interesting. All right. You got everyone's gotta have a Pam. Every town needs their Pam. You're our Pam, Ethan. (laughs) (laughs) We got our quote of the week. Yes. (laughs) Other than those two things, I've been I jumped into like a, a few like older games, but not enough to really talk about, but maybe next week. Yeah. So you're, in terms of uh, Final Fantasy fourteen grinding, is this grinding just because you're addicted to the game, or is it grinding to get prepped for, what is it, Endwalker? Is that what it's called? Um, kind of both. Um, there, at the end of each expansion, there are things called relic weapons, um, and it's, it's, a, and it's, a, it's a weapon that you can get that looks super, super cool, and is if you do it the right way, will end up being like the strongest weapon that you can get for the expansion for your character. Um, but it takes a lot of steps. Like it's a thing that's spread out through the course of the entire like end game of an expansion. Yeah. Um, and so I finally hit the point where I'm almost at the end of like the the story quests involved with that. Uh, and once you finish it, the like for your first weapon, like for your first job. Um, everything that comes after that is a lot easier, but there's a lot of extra awful grindy stuff that you have to do the first time, which is what I've been trying to steadily work on, um, apart from just like leveling up new jobs and stuff like that. Right. Awesome. What are some of the older games that you, were you just like perusing around Game Pass? Or were um, like, you just digging off, off your shelves? Uh, digging off my shelves. Um, I picked up uh, Chrono Cross oh, nice. off um, off of from Steam with a summer sale, um, yeah. and the old uh, the old Naruto Ultimate uh, oh god Naruto Ninja Storm games, um, hmm. just kind of base fighter anime fighters, yeah. um, lots of high energy stuff. It I I dug my Switch out for those, so you know little stuff. Chelsea, what about you? What have you been up to? Well, video game-wise, it's just been Battlefield Five. That's it. I only played that. I did watch a lot of movies, but I don't know if I should mention that now. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> folks, yes. that's what we call a tease. Mm. <laughs> I thought, I, all right, so I'm the Pam. Chelsea's the tease. <laughs> Wait, by the end of this episode, we'll peg you down with something. Yes. <laughs> Promise. The diva. Well, that's that's probably fair. That's, that's probably fair. I've known you long enough, so. <laughs> so. Did you watch Since I'm any... the tease. Well, oh. Yeah, since what? you're the tease. <laughs> what about you, Ethan? <laughs> uh, well... I watched a few movies myself. 
that also are for later conversations. Um, Gaming-wise, I've still been plugging away on Rage 2. Nothing really new to, I don't know, it's, it's kind of the same as what I talked about last week. The game is super fun to play, but it's also just really dumb if you if you pay attention. <laughs> if you're well, expecting we, anything that's beyond surface level. We did start playing Halo. We did start playing Halo. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finally, Wade, we, got it, we got it figured you know, out. <laughs> Wade and I finally got the Master Chief Collection to work with campaign co-op, because that was... We were having a lot of problems last time. We finally got it to work, so our goal is to play all the Halo games before Infinite comes out. So Sweet. it's going to be quite the marathon. I can't wait. A few of those games, it's been a long time since I've actually played. Like, I haven't played Halo ODST, and I haven't played Halo 3. Man, probably 10 years. Or a longer. couple of them are completely new to me, so um, I'm, I'm excited just to get, like, the story front of it. Yeah. Yeah, we're... <clears throat> We're not doing, well, I guess we're doing, like, release order, not technical, chronological order. Because we're starting mm-hmm. with, like, the very first, like, Halo 1. We're not we're not starting with Reach, which is, like, chronologically speaking, the first game. Oh, so. Man, that was a wild time getting started. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> It'd also be super weird playing the games in chronological order because the mechanics change. Because they all came out in kind of different eras. Yeah. So, like, doing Reach... Mm-hmm which added a bunch of uh, gameplay mechanics and added sprint and all this other stuff, and then hopping over to Halo 1, <laughs> to which one. has none of that. <laughs> it would be a you mess. Get, you get nothing. You don't get to sprint. You don't get to do jack. Yeah, so I think it's it's probably for the best to play them in like, release order. Yeah. Because then you get to see that like development progression. So, well, yeah. And it's, it's the cool. same for Kingdom Hearts. Play them in... Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mean, we that's you know we can talk about that later. <laughs> we will talk about that later, just not in this episode. <laughs> that's the perfect episode for when I'm you know gone or sick or you know. There you go. Nah, no, it's like we no, got no. Ready. You need to be here for that. You oh need to God. listen. <laughs> come on, Pam. Come on. <laughs> um. Yeah, moving on from. <laughs> irrelevant <laughs> gaming uh i did start a new little uh another little indie game i feel like my uh my cadence is like i play like i'll have like a big triple a project going and then i like to have a little little indie sprinkle and uh so i started this game called nowhere profit it's on game pass <laughs> so um it's it's a it's a card battler but it's also got a little bit of like Oregon Trail mixed into it, hmm. where like the main like premise is it's post-apocalyptic. You are this uh, prophet who stumbles across this like damaged machine that kind of gives you this garbled garbled up message that kind of implies salvation if you can, you know, make this journey to uh i can't remember where like actually like the actual name for where you're going but essentially it's this really long journey to find salvation and you you know you start this journey you get all these followers to uh to go with you and that's kind of where the oregon trail mechanic comes in because each 
like you pick you kind of it's kind of it's kind of uh non-linear in sense of like your chosen path like it's not like an open world game it's literally just like you get a map and there's these branching uh directions you can go and you pick a, a spot and like you know your caravan or whatever starts going and then like a pop-up will come up and it's like oh you ran into bandits do you want to fight them or you want to try and hide do you want to try and flee you know a bunch of different mm-hmm. situational stuff like that pops up depending on what you choose you know you can if you enter battle that's where like the card system comes in and you have like two different decks of cards you have your leader deck which is all your like abilities that you as the prophet have and then you have your follower deck which is like all your you know like your creatures and people and whatever that fight for you and the battling system kind of works like uh like hearthstone if anyone's ever played that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh so like you're to like win the match you actually have to like damage your leader to zero and uh you like you as the prophet like you start off with like a really high damage count because your damage carries over on your journey like it doesn't like reset every time you win so that that's Mm kind of like where the difficulty curve comes in so like early on if you just get fucked up in a fight and you're down to like you know i think you start with 30 health and i think in my very first fight i took like eight damage which (laughs) the journey is extremely (laughs) long so already losing that much doesn't really bode well um but I don't know, I'm having a good time with it. I usually am not really into card battlers because there hasn't really, they're all, I don't know, they're all kind of the same at the end of the day. Like there isn't, most card battlers is literally just a card battler. You get your deck, you play against another player or the computer, and then, you know, that's mm-hmm. it. But the fact that this one has <laughs> like a cool narrative, the uh, like the design style is like kind of cel-shaded, uh, post-apocalyptic, so like, the art style is really cool the whole like oregon trail mechanics pretty fun like i was like traveling and then like a a prompt came up and said that like half of my followers caught like some like super contagious uh like virus or whatever so i could either decide to just like kill them or quarantine them or leave them or eat them or you know all these different options and like depending on what happens to your followers that affects your deck so, like, if I just would have killed all these dudes, I would have just lost, like, 12 people out of my deck. Which Yikes. is extremely, yeah, it makes, you know... So if that would have happened, and then I move on to the next, and I have to have this big battle, if half my deck's gone, then, you know, it gets pretty difficult, so... But it's also, it has rogue-like elements, in terms of, like, if you fail, you just, like, you basically just kind of just start over, but I want to say you keep your leadership progression because you can rank up and you get, like, different abilities. And uh, depending on your rank, you can get, like, gear and all this other stuff. So I don't know. It's pretty it's pretty engaging for a card battler. So I'll, I'll stick with it and kind of see where it goes. But um, So, yeah, it's just kind of like a nice simple... Well, simple might be the wrong word, but it's not Rage 2. You know, it's not... <laughs> It's not over the top. It's not over the top manic nonsense. You know, it's just kind of like a. There's no diet. There's no like voice acting or anything. There's no cutscenes. It's just, you know, 
just a nice, easy to play game. It's not like it's not super. Uh, it's not complex in terms of like picking up and understanding what you're doing, but it's complex in terms of like strategy and how you should go about uh, different situations. Mm-hmm. So that makes it fun and like replayability is pretty big. So. I was really just thinking, like, um, was hoping you would say it's kind of like uh, playing Yu-Gi-Oh out in the middle of the Mississippi River. Um, you have to beat your opponent before you either drown or die of dysentery. So oh, man. That, that's that's like what was going through my head the entire time. I have never once card played battle Yu-Gi-Oh. with Oregon Trail. You've never played Yu-Gi-Oh. I've never played Yu-Gi-Oh. And honestly, no, he's a magic. I, I have. Kid. Yeah, I yeah, I'm yeah, definitely magic. I've never even played Pokemon in terms of like the actual game. Oh, that that's okay. Like yeah, I, I don't yeah. like the trading like, card I, game. Yeah, 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 like I collected yeah. all. I collected mm-hmm. the entirety of like the OG cards, but I never once played the actual game. Yeah, the, the game's pretty. It's fun, but it's pretty straightforward. It's pretty simple. Yeah, but I've been playing Magic since I don't know middle school. Not so much nowadays, but that's like that was always my go-to card game. Just because that like dark fantasy, I love the art style. Like that's mm-hmm. like that's really my shtick more than Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon, which is a little bit more like not necessarily. I don't know. Maybe it is more family-friendly just because it's kind of cutesy and you know where magic is like pretty <laughs> can get pretty gnarly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, Pokemon is definitely more like child friendly, like just fun, yeah, yeah, a yeah. fun time. Mm-hmm. And then Yu Gi Oh is yeah. just straight up anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> and what's the uh, what's the other one? Uh, Digimon. Never played that either. Oh God, <laughs> you know, um, like like the old Digimon cards. You know, those are a pain. Um, but they uh, they are releasing like a new Digimon card game. Really? Um, yeah, it looks <laughs> it still looks kind of complicated, but. I, I don't know. I might try it someday. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, I guess moving on past that game, I did start the expansion for Sea of Thieves, the uh, A Pirate's Life, which is, which was uh, announced there in the Bethesda conference that has the Pirates of the Caribbean characters. And... Oh, so you got to play with Captain Jack Sparrow? So yeah, so I started that. It's broken up into like five chapters basically, and I played chapter one. And being a longtime Sea of Thieves player, being able to jump into this and play something that's definitely more like narrative driven and more like has a direction as opposed to just like, hey, here's a big open world, go make your own fun. Yeah, is it easier to play? It's easier in the sense that if it's definitely easier playing especially if you're doing it by yourself because you don't have to worry about uh like playing sea of thieves by yourself is kind of tedious it's (laughs) kind of boring because half the fun of that game is kind of just like it's like an interactive chat room you know Mm -hmm. get some friends together go out sailing and do a bunch of shenanigans and have fun doing it (laughs) Uh, that game doesn't really work too well by yourself, so having something that is story driven makes that game playable uh, by yourself, That's or makes good. it makes it more like fun. I didn't play by myself; I did play with my sister, but it can be you know it, all of it can be played with one play, uh, one person. Okay, it just you're just not getting the full aspect of it. 
It's just, I, I mean, the more people you add, it's just, like, easier some of the encounters are. Because the first mm-hmm. chapter, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if we want to get into spoilers because it's still fairly fresh. But just, like, I don't know. It was, it was incredibly fun, and it was, it was nice having, like, curated fun as opposed to, like, leaving it up to more of your um, imagination and just, like, serendipitous things happening you know right it's not just like here's a sandbox by yeah but here's a here's a narrative here's a path that you can follow in order to experience the sandbox yeah Yeah. and if you're a fan of pirates of the caribbean which i am uh it's even more enjoyable because there's little you know there's little uh fan like easter egg things and little just like uh little nods here and there but being able to interact with like jack sparrow and davy jones and stuff like that is really cool so i'm excited to play more of the chapters like i said i just played the first one one out of five but uh yeah it was cool i was i was excited for it and you know a a, a pirate game that's introducing disney pirates characters like (laughs) it's not the most you know it's not super like inventive in the terms of like that mashup but it works perfect you know like mm-hmm. i would honestly want them to do more of this it doesn't even have to be like pirates of the caribbean just like more like story like driven expansions i mean like kind of like fortnite i mean it, i don't know it adds everybody to it yeah fortnite's definitely <laughs> been way like incredibly meta the last couple of years but you know from i i don't play fortnite because i fucking hate battle royales but I am sort of envious of like the people who do really enjoy that game because some of the expansions, like when they did the Galactus and stuff like that, like that, all that stuff seems pretty cool. But I don't know if Sea of Thieves needs more like already established IP. They could just literally take the world that they already have and just keep making like narrative adventures with it. Yeah, they need they need their own whole setup kind of thing. Yeah, and like this, this expansion that they have, it's not just like taking your character and popping you into, let's play Pirates of the Caribbean. It's, it's taking a few of those characters from those films and popping it into like the Sea of Thieves world and turns that world up on its head. So it's not like it's not I don't know. There's still a lot of original characters, and there's also established characters in the Sea of Thieves like canon that you get to interact with more and kind of fleshes them out more which is kind of cool mm-hmm. so it's i don't know it's been cool i would like to see more of it i'm pretty well, excited to finish that that uh that expansion off i mean it seems that this is already like turning out pretty well for the players like it's getting good feedback and stuff um yeah so i'm sure they're already hard at work on like their next thing so yeah hopefully i mean they did have it was it was fairly buggy at launch but that's to be expected i mean i saw a thing the other day saying that like they haven't had this many concurrent players since launch so Mm -hmm. that's got to be you know exciting for that dev team so i don't know it's always nice to see a team continually to support uh, uh a game even if it didn't hit the expectations that they were hoping for Especially when that game came out at launch, like it got hit pretty hard by critics because it was fairly 
uh, barren of things to do. <laughs> so yeah, and I feel like that wasn't like properly uh, explained either from the dev team because the point is for it to be sort of like like uh, open ended in terms of objectives, but they just didn't have a whole lot of uh, I don't know like objectives in there for you to to have any sort of engagement with it was almost too open you know yeah let's you know like they i think it was just how they marketed it they marketed it as this nice big uh pirate mmo yeah except it's not not really an mmo yeah i yeah because like there's, you, there's, there's also... no, no story to follow so you drop into an mmo and they're just like okay bye and it's like oh Okay. Yeah, I mean, when it came out, there wasn't, there's no story, and there's not really progression, because, like, you don't rank up, your character doesn't get stronger, uh, or anything like that, your ship doesn't get stronger, everything's cosmetic, so, like, you could be playing since launch, and your ship can look amazing, and I could just get, you know, someone could just get into the game, and your ship looks like shit, and it doesn't matter, they're, like, equally matched, you know? It's a good thing so they like do that though, MMOs, because like you can steal people people's have been stuff. So grinding, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's honestly that's like if anyone played that game at launch, it was a total like pirate shitstorm because everybody was just trolling everyone else, it was, <laughs> which was kind of fun actually. People would steal other people's boats, and people would steal people's treasure, and yeah, it was. It was pretty crazy. There's a little <laughs> bit of decorum now, but it's still, it's still sort of chaotic at times. That's half the fun, though. But yeah, I've been looking. I've been, I've been uh, looking forward to this for the what two weeks before it came out. <laughs> a whole, <laughs> like, whole, a, whole two weeks of anticipation. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was definitely a huge surprise at that Xbox show. I was not expecting anything from Sea of Thieves. Like, I know that they've been doing seasonal content, but, you know, I wasn't expecting something like any sort of collaboration with Disney. You know, that kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, you know, hopefully it's doing, hopefully it's paying off for them. I have, I've, everything I've seen on, uh, on the, on the internets, you know, everybody's been enjoying what they've been playing. So, it's exciting. Well, I feel the biggest hope that any gamer can have is that everything is successful. Because if everything's successful, then everybody wins. So, The hope that every gamer can have is everything that you like is successful. <laughs> well, even the, even the stuff that you are, don't like. So, everything across you know, the aisle, fuck it. <laughs> if, everything, if everything is great, then that just pushes everybody else to be better. So, you know, we don't want things to get stagnant and stale here. Yeah, we don't want everything to be like Sony. No. <laughs> Mr. Well, Anti-Console Wars over here. Yeah. <laughs> the only one stale. who ever prods at people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm a walking contradiction. Well, do you think, you know, we've had enough talk about video games? You know, we have another part to talk about, surprisingly not video game related. All right, Miss Tease. Jeez. <laughs> yes. You know, wearing your tease can't hold it any longer. <laughs> I guess that's uh, the best segue we're gonna get to move into our uh, today's party chat, which is the Pixar Mount Rushmore, and Woo. 
For anyone who doesn't know what a Mount Rushmore is, it's essentially just, you know, you take whatever the category is and you pick out the four, you know, the gold, the, the four best, the four pinnacle, you know, whatever it is, the gold standard. So for the four, us... The four goats, as the kids would say. Yeah, the goats. Yes. We're picking out four <laughs> goats to put on our mountain. <laughs> what are Accurate. the... That's your... Yeah, this is the Pixar mountain goats. So. <laughs> Love it. Mm-hmm. So for, for in terms of, for this episode, for the Pixar Mount Rushmore, this is going to be the four Pixar films that are the, like, the gold standard for Pixar as a studio. It's not going to be what we personally th- are our favorite films, because one of my personal favorite Pixar films is The Bug's Life, but that movie is sure as shit not on the Mount Rushmore for Pixar films. So this is more just like, if someone has never heard of Pixar before, these would be the four films you would tell them to watch. So mm-hmm. Pixar has, what, 24 is it 23 or 24 films out right now? Luca just came out a couple weeks ago, so I think that's 24 for him. Mm-hmm. So I think the best way to start for us is to narrow this down to 10 by weeding out the films that we know for sure aren't going to make it into the discussions. So does anybody have immediate just like gut reaction of a film that we could go ahead and just nix um if it starts with cars (laughs) perfect (laughs) perfect i would wholeheartedly agree with that i've only seen the first cars film and it was you know it's fine uh but i would not if it didn't say pixar in front of it i would not think that was a pixar film you know, that seems like something that any animation, like, you know, it could have been a DreamWorks or Sony or, you know, whatever. Like, it does not come across as a, a Pixar film to me. Yeah. I did just watch all three of the Cars movies this week. So my tease was, I have seen all the Pixar movies now. There were three movies I hadn't seen prior to this week. And oh, that included, wow. Yeah, it was Luca, Cars 3, and The Good Dinosaur. So now I all can right. say... Now, um, some, something we should probably say before we get too much farther. Um, okay. People, uh, we are going to be um, ranting and raving and throwing <laughs> some movies in the shade here. Um, and you can at me. You can at me all night and day. I'm here to take it. I can dish it out, too. Um, I'm looking for a fight. So <laughs> I'm looking for a fight. <laughs> If I say something hurtful about a movie you love, um, I'll send you my address. It's fine. We'll take care of it. I also want to go ahead. I want to go ahead. Like this is kind of a weird role reversal here. I want to go ahead. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and throw this out that I honestly think. Okay, first off, there are two Pixar films that I have not seen and still have not seen. I have not seen Brave, and I have not seen Toy Story Four. But out of all the Pixar films I have seen, I honestly would not say any of them are bad movies. But some of them, I think, do not belong under the Pixar umbrella. <laughs> but there's a certain the quality. Standard. There's a certain standard I hold for Pixar films more so than if I'm watching some other animated shit. And some of the films just don't, I don't feel like, hit that 
that level. So. Well, Ethan, just uh, keep on saying you have not seen Toy Story 4. Yeah. Because my hot take is I hate that movie. It can go. It can go. Thank you. It needs yeah. to go. I haven't heard I a am... lot of good things yeah. about it. And the fact that it's also not one of the OG Toy Story directors that handled it, I think that also doesn't help in its case. I want to go on a slight mini rant about that movie because it yes, offends it. me. And what? I. <laughs> it offends me. I found it. I've been waiting this... four episodes for this. <laughs> this movie. Oh my gosh. It's, it was not necessary. It basically is kind of Toy Story 3 a bit, but then a bunch of random stuff that's just offensive. Let's just talk about how the main new character they add to this movie is Forky. Forky, who is a spork that the child put like pipe cleaners on and made it come to life. But the problem with this fork is he believes he is trash. So he is basically a suicidal character trying to jump out of the window and everything the whole time, like trying to kill himself. But this is supposed to be a kid's movie where it's supposed to be funny that he's suicidal. That is just really messed up to have suicide in a child's mo- uh, children's movie, but it's played off as a joke. <laughs> That's Damn. a good point, and I'll give you that. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> I kind of wish I would have watched this movie now. Well, I mean, you can go watch it, but... I'm, it's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> See, I, I never... Not worth it, your time. I haven't finished it yet. I never watched it because I always, you know, I felt like Toy Story 3 was the perfect way to wrap up that story <laughs> with those characters. So when they announced Toy Story 4, I was like, oh, this is some bullshit cash grab nonsense. So I just yeah. never even cared to watch it. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when yeah, when Toy Story Four was like announced and it came out, like I didn't have any emotional connection to it because yeah. you know at eighteen years old I sat in that movie theater um, and I paid my debt of tears to Toy Story Three, um, <laughs> and that was kind of my emotional departure. Uh, so like when Four came out, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess yeah. Yeah, I agree with you there. I feel like 3 did such a good job of of just, like, sapping whatever emotional energy I had left towards those characters. And then just put a nice little bow on it, you know. And then years go by, and they're like, hey, we're making 4. And I'm just like, but are you? Is I mean, do we really have to do this? This seems incredibly unnecessary. No. So I'm glad to hear that it's total it's... trash. Yes. So... <laughs> it's just there's no need. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean, was my rant. I will... No, don't get me started on that movie again. <laughs> I want to get you started on that movie again. Oh, gosh, don't. No. <laughs> What's your favorite new character? <laughs> <laughs> they bring Bo Peep back. Maybe that's the highlight. That was that was exciting, because you hadn't seen her... She didn't do anything in so long. You know what's... Yeah. So, I, like... When 4 came out, and... Everybody was talking about it, like, oh, return to a beloved character, and then you find out it's Bo Peep. I didn't know Bo Peep was gone. Like, <laughs> I guess I never registered with me that she wasn't in three. Well, she was in like one a lot, and then she wasn't really in two. Yeah. Um, not mm-hmm. she was like in the background, and then in three, like I think like she is sold or given away or something like that's yeah. like alluded to. So it's yeah. just like, oh, okay. But then they find her in four. So it's it's like a reunion for the characters. Yeah. Not, I not guess just, just a sudden like, oh, she's back. You know, right, like yeah, she's yeah, been yeah. here all along. 
I guess I just never really like, needed. No. Yeah, I never really like even seeing Toy Story four countless times. I still never really put Bo Peep on like top shelf in terms of like characters I cared about. Nah. Well, I'm glad we can agree that one is not worthy of being in our top ten. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, Ethan, Ethan, do you have one you want to get rid of since we've already taken a chunk out of it? I'm going to go ahead and nominate Finding Dory as one that we can take out of consideration for even top ten. Because I also just think that that film didn't need to exist. I've seen it. It's not bad. It's just not Mm -hmm. good either. Mm -hmm. And it is basically just like a whole film dedicated to a character that was my least favorite character in Finding Nemo. (laughs) So I already (laughs) was against it. Chelsea, what are your feelings on that? That's fair. I'm okay with it. Removing it from the top ones. It's a decent movie, but yeah, Yeah, it's a good time. There's lots of lots of yucks in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Okay. It's just, I, didn't, I don't see it as like a Pixar film to me. It t- it's Pixar mm-hmm. characters that are established, but I don't know. It just, I feel like that with really a lot of, uh, you know, like the Cars films, like the Cars sequels, like I don't really feel like they were ever really necessary. Um, you know, Finding Dory, anything after Toy Story 3, like a lot of these sequels are just kind of, it's like, well, we know people love these characters and these toys sell, so let's keep making this shit, you know? Oh, yeah. And I felt like that was, like, Finding Dory. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 probably fair. That's probably fair. All right, way back to you. What do you got? Okay, I'm looking at the list going... Um, now, I haven't seen The Good Dinosaur, so I can't touch that. Um, so I'll leave that to somebody else to deal with. We... <laughs> okay. Um... I mean, it's going to get tough pretty soon pretty quick yeah well we still we've got nine to go still before our top 10 so i gotta not be so liberal up front um honestly probably ratatouille maybe Hmm. and y'all can veto like that's okay um i'm just looking at everything else maybe maybe onward Ooh. I like Onward. I like it. Mm, top 10. <laughs> but is it worthy of top I, 10? I don't know. Uh, God, I'm really bad at math, so it's hard for me to even just like look at this and see 10 films. <laughs> but honestly, I think Onward... Oh, man. Should we hold on to it for now? Maybe that, that might be like my 10. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like it just barely sneaks on. It also keep, might be really, re- keep it onward also in might, your back pocket for now. It also might be recency bias because I literally just watched it like two days ago. Ah, uh, gotcha. But uh. being being a new father, that film hit me harder than it probably did most, because like the idea that this that. kid, you know, this, the main character grew up without knowing his dad, and then he finally gets a chance to meet him, and they go on this quest to try and like, like, to me that just like eat hit on an emotional level I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. because I never really cared to watch the film because the art style and everything like that just didn't really speak to me. It didn't look super compelling, mm-hmm. but I knew we were going to do this episode. So I was like, well, I got to watch some of these films that I haven't 
that I haven't seen. So I watched Onward. And yeah, that just kind of like, it, it kind of penetrated my uh, my tough exterior and, and spoke to my, my dad side, you know? Well, they're, they're definitely good at doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Pixar is. <laughs> and, and that's kind of how I judge like good Pixar films. If it does hit me on like an emotional level and that film definitely did. Oh, well. But like I said, it's it's hard because, you know, being being a dad, like I feel like a lot of things hit me differently that deal with anything with any sort of like parent-child relationship stuff like that just kind of affects me differently now than it would have you know let's say two years ago well i have an offer then you can see that should each of us pick one that the others cannot touch uh well i (laughs) well i think let's let's keep going yeah let's keep let's keep going (laughs) let's try and weed this down a little bit more let's try and weed this down a little bit more Okay, well, if I had to pick one, then um, maybe Toy Story two. I'm okay. Oh, to me. I'm like, okay with that. If I had to pick another of the Toy Stories to go, it would be two. Not because it's bad, not because anything, but I, because I loved I loved Jessie. You know, that was the movie that she was introduced. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, one and three have like the strongest like emotional connection. Yeah. So I th- I think two's gonna have to let everybody else pass for now. I uh, I totally I I'm with you on that one. I won't argue with you. Yeah, I think two I think two doesn't hold up even for nostalgia's sake. So. All right, Chelsea, go ahead. Oh man, I have two, but obviously I can only go with one. Oh, um, she's she's got stuff in her whoa, pocket. Whoa, whoa. And I'm sitting yeah, here trying right? to fish out. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I'm probably the only one who's seen one of the movies. But well, I want to take out Brave. I want to take that one out. Oh, that's too. It. Bad. That's okay. I mean, I mean, you can argue with me if you want, <laughs> no, 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 but no, it's totally it's that, okay. It's okay. okay. Why do you? Wh- that well, movie. I haven't seen Brave, so I would at least like to hear your argument on why you like it. Okay, I. I, I thought it was a huge disappointment. It okay. was nothing that I thought it was going to be, and it was lackluster. It was a weak version of Brother Bear. I just want to say that's what it was. It was their, like, throwaway could, movie with, oh, hey, that. we have a female character. She's strong and doesn't need a man, but she's really not that cool. Sorry. You know? Doesn't live up to it. You know, the... <laughs> Can I just step the in? Scottish and Chelsea's bringing heat today. I she love it. Is. She's not. Oh, she's yes. not taking taking prisoners today. <laughs> okay, and also this movie came out around with. I don't know if you guys remember when IMDb used to have like those forums and people used to like talk about different movies and stuff and like the different like rumors and the stuff. Well, I don't. I guess maybe you guys don't. I used to read them all yeah, the time. I had no idea IMDb even had forums. Nope. Yeah, they got. I mean, they probably haven't had them. Probably a little bit after Brave came out is when they got rid of them. Well, but were you the reason that they there was were a lot of controversy. <laughs> were you the controversy? Were you the drama? Were you the villain, Chelsea? <laughs> <laughs> no, I never commented. I just always read everything. <laughs> but I could have caused drama. Anyway, so what I read, though, too, was really disappointing because there was a lot of stuff that, like, the movie was supposed to be. And I think there was issues with, like, who the original director was going to be because i don't know if she's still credited as director on that but it was brenda chapman she was supposed to be the first like female pixar director and she had all these ideas for the movie and it was supposed to be much darker and the story would have been cooler but then something happened with that and they scrapped it all and and this is what we then got. it turned out to be 
this yeah yeah because when i look at brave surface level it also just like the art style and everything about it just never just never uh sat right with me it never really looked like a pixar film to me it just i don't know it just i feel like the marketing for it was terrible and honestly the only thing i remember coming out when that film before and after it came out was the uh hair technology like everybody was just like talking about how amazing the main character's hair was <laughs> that's oh really yeah cool. i remember that <laughs> that's really the only good thing i ever remember about that film so i am totally fine uh taking that off as well okay okay cool um guess it's back to me Mm-hmm. yes all right i'm gonna go ahead and throw out the good dinosaur even though you haven't seen it or did you see that one no I've seen i haven't one. No. i haven't oh, seen yeah. that one okay even if i didn't see it fuck that movie <laughs> <laughs> that movie is kind of weirdly hilarious not that i think it deserves top 10 i i'm fine with taking it that was my second one yeah oh, i mean okay. <laughs> like i said i don't it's not really a it's not a bad film and it, it is kind of uh creative it's a in western the sense. yeah and it is kind of creative in the sense it's like oh let's make all the the dinosaurs sentient and intelligent and let's make the human like a wild animal you know like that you know that's that is what it is but i don't know it just it was charming but it just didn't have any sort of like emotional resonance with me and honestly like the animation didn't really seem that great to me either whoa whoa that animation was beautiful maybe it's because i've only recently seen that within like the last like year or two so maybe if I saw it when it came out, it would have, like, set better with me, but I don't know. I, I, I mean, I just it. watched that this week. <laughs> I just watched <laughs> it this week. No, that animation is great. There are certain scenes where they just put so much detail onto it, and I, I'm i really impressed. It's, like, because it's not even the scenes with, like, the characters really in it. Or, like, the yeah, main yeah, focus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more for me, like, the care. I don't like any how any of the characters are designed. Oh, that's fair. Like, they all just kind of almost look like claymation to me. Yes. But, like, I can see the that. vistas and stuff like that and, like, the particle effects and just, like, the draw, like, all that stuff looks great. It's just I don't like how the characters, and since that's, like, what you're kind of focusing on the whole time, I just hate the way they look, you know? Mm-hmm. So. That's all good. All right, way back to you. Oh, God. Um, okay, I, I lied. I actually haven't seen Luca either. It was on my uh, it was on my to do list this week, and I didn't quite get to it, um, so I'll have to leave that one up to you all as well. Um, yeah, you're stuck in Stardew Valley, so yeah, you bet, <laughs> man. That it's like Skyrim; it just sucks you in, and it's like, oh god, it's like three days later. Um, hmm. Okay. Um, Incredibles two. okay yeah yeah i did like it i really really liked it but it's not it's not it doesn't hit the same as the first one um Most definitely so if, if i can put it underneath something else i think then that's that's a sign yeah i think incredibles 2 is a strong number 11 <laughs> <laughs> yeah no <laughs> like it's definitely not a bad Bye-bye. film but it just yeah i don't know it didn't really do anything for me either Mm-mm. all right Chelsea. Chelsea. oh man i think we'll go with the 
least controversial one. <laughs> oh no no no! I like you. I like you throwing like getting getting feisty. You know. I, I, oh well, what, I mean, don't worry, it's coming. There's some, some of these movies I. Oh, well, we'll go with okay, Luca. No, I did not like Luca. That one is not good at all. It. In my opinion, like, that was a movie where it started, there was no story at all, it was just, I actually listened to the director talk about it on Clubhouse, and it's basically just, like, he wanted to make a movie about his childhood. And I'm like, that's cool and everything, but I didn't think it really had the Pixar heart in my mind, like, in my opinion. The animation is also nothing exciting. The dude, the friend, looks like Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> <laughs> come out on a little bit on Luca's defense I would agree it's not top 10 however and I also agree that the first like third of that film I found myself checking my phone you know being distracted doing other things because it was a bunch of nothing it mm-hmm. like it's just I don't know it was going nowhere it wasn't interesting and yeah I agree I don't really like the animation style but I think the last third sort of made up for it because I really did like how the film wrapped up and how it ended. It had a little bit of that Pixar heart and charm, but I don't think it earned it because the first of the film was kind of just boring, really. Like it was just it was just a, a nothing film in the first. Like <laughs> I was almost ready to turn it off, honestly, but. And if I, you know, if it's to that point, then it's definitely not worth consideration. <laughs> yeah. No, I think the ending was okay-ish, but I don't think it was enough to make up the whole film for me. Yeah. But. Yeah, I agree with that. Another thing I saw is that, like, I think this is this, this director, I think this was his first film he directed. The first thing he directed before that, I'm not sure if you knew this, was that a short about, like, the, like, the kid and the, like, guy that, like, clean up stars or something. I think it's called Luna. Oh, it was yeah, one of the Pixar yeah. shorts. Yeah. Wow, Luna so kinda... and Luca. This dude's a creative yeah. writer genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he also said he was really inspired, which I can tell by Miyazaki and like Fellini and the movie Stand By Me apparently were his inspirations for this as well. But the Miyazaki I can I can see because the town is called Porto Rosso. Porco <laughs> Rosso, anybody? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were there were some like standout moments in the film where I, I wasn't expecting like some of the more like dream sequency uh where they're like flying through the stars and some of that stuff. Like that was pretty cool stuff. I really like that. Um the like the the conflict was more like there wasn't really like I mean there is like a villain character, but he's just just some like dumb town bully and I don't even like I don't even remember his name. Was it like, I don't even remember, like, most of the characters' names besides Luca and Alberto and, uh, yeah. like, everyone in the town was kind of just, like, almost just, like, filler. Fair. Like, they were just put there. They mm-hmm. were, like, cardboard cutouts. You know? They were very tropey. And, uh... Yes. There were so, lots yeah. of tropes in this movie. Yeah, for sure. But I do like the... This is court. This is kind of more of, like, a broader point in terms of just, like, Pixar. Like, the last... I don't know, five, six years of, like, Pixar, is I really do like that some of the OG directors are kind of playing, like, supervisor and letting, like, these new voices kind of write films that are more personal for them. 
because films like Luca and Coco and Soul and uh, Onward are all like from directors that have like a personal stake into it. And mm-hmm. I thought I really like that. And they're also just like focusing on like a certain like culture, which I also think is really cool. Um, so I don't know. That's that's kind of just more like a, a reason to like Pixar, not necessarily a reason to like Luca. <laughs> so I wouldn't say it's a bad film. It's definitely worth watching. It's also extremely short. But it's definitely. Oh, is it? Ten. Yeah, it's like an hour and a half or something like that. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. most of these movies are pretty short. It, it seems it seems it seems longer in the beginning though, because the beginning is just so like it doesn't like it, endear itself to you yet. Yeah, well, like the main character in the beginning is just it doesn't really like I don't know he doesn't he didn't gravitate with me at first, and then like his friend was also like just like their relationship doesn't flourish until like over halfway into it. When well, actually... if I was six years old, I would love it, but... <laughs> I'll give it a watch this week, but um, I'm, I'm okay with y'all taking it off the list for now. Yeah. Okay. Alright, so is it back to me? Yes. Uh-huh. Alright, uh, I said it earlier. I think I said it right before the we even started talking about the... Uh, started making cuts, but I'm going to say Bugs Life. I think okay. that film lives in a realm of nostalgia and i it's like one of my personal favorite like pixar films but after just watching it recently it does not i don't know you know what they should do they should remake a bug's life Uh, i mean they should do that (laughs) no No. like could you imagine like current like pixar animation with like old old voices and like the story and stuff yeah, I mean, it's not even necessarily, like, the outdated animation that bugs me. It's just, uh, oh, this, right? Oh, yeah. No pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> Chelsea's on fire today. Um, it's just, you know, I, I love Kevin Spacey as the villain, even though, you know, we're not allowed to love Kevin Spacey anymore. But I, but He's I do, the villain in real life. Yeah, but I do think he makes, like, a really good, like, Hopper is a really good villain. Oh, yeah. Um, and I like all the characters, but I can watch that film a million times and I don't ever get like, you know, when you watch like a film that like really like cuts deep and you kind of get like chills, you know, is that just me? Where you kind of like get like a little, like a little tingle when you're like, Ooh, wow, this is like really like hitting me. Bugs mm-hmm. like doesn't do that. It's just, just, it's just kind of like, uh, it's like junk food, you know, it's just like fun, charming, uh, child fare, but it doesn't, I don't think it elevates itself enough i got you so yeah anybody want to come to its defense no no not really (laughs) i love it i do love it but i guess i'm not not ready to fight for it it's like one of those films that i can literally turn on at any at any time and watch but you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a it's i I mean i can't i can't say it's a guilty pleasure because it's not a bad movie (laughs) But it's just like, it's a safe watch, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about any sort of, like, existential crisis when I'm over with it. Okay, well, you ready for my pick? Yep. Yes. Monsters University. Okay. 
I'm sitting I here actually, looking at the list, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't even looked at this movie yet. Why is it still here? <laughs> hey, it's 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 a it's a good movie. Yeah, but it's not. Bad, I'm okay but, with you. Rem- yeah, but it's, I'm no, honest, it's, it's fine. Monsters Inc. I'm gonna come out and say that Monsters University might be the second best Pixar sequel. Be- behind, or yeah, behind uh, Toy Story three. I think well, I mean, it's a really good sequel. It is the only I, other sequel we have left prequel. on our list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Technically prequel, Pre- prequel but sequel. you know. Yeah, but you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like uh, another yeah. another crack at the established IP or whatever. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, Monsters University had you know. Like any other sequel, it's a huge risk. It has every chance to fail, but I think that film is just, it's hilarious. Anyone who's actually like gone, you know, gone to college. Like, I think adults probably would like that film more than kids would because a lot of the humor is kind of catered towards a college experience. Oh, for sure. And kids, like, Nick. enjoy, like, the bright, colorful characters and whatnot. But, like, it has a lot of, like, uh, like subtle, like, jokes in there that really hit. And it's super funny. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it came out when I was in college. And so, yeah, I was super yeah, exactly. excited about that. Yeah, I, yeah, behind Toy Story 3, it's definitely the best Pixar sequel for me. Like, I love watching that film. I still crack up every time I watch that film. But yeah, I can, you know, you can see we've it. Only got, uh, we've only got one more sequel left on the list that's still standing. So Yeah, and it's going to keep standing. <laughs> you bet. So. I, don't, yeah, I don't think it's going anywhere. Chelsea. <laughs> Chelsea's got it. <laughs> well, okay, I'm not going to go after that right now. <laughs> All right, so how, well, hold on, hold on. We have, we have, we have 11. 11. We have 11. Okay, we have one 11. More. We gotta get rid of. Oh one. man, which one do I really, really want to fight to get rid of? <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty. We gotta get daggers out. Oh, you know? I mean, inside out. Get out. I'm gonna say it. Get out. Get out. Don't touch it. <laughs> no, I. Am... I will fight. No, that movie was a huge disappointment. I was so excited to see that movie. I saw it the day before my birthday. It was my birthday celebration. I went to see that movie, and I'm like, "What the heck is this movie?" There, I don't understand how, I don't know. I just, I was not emotional during that movie. I did not feel those feelings everybody did for Bing Bong and everybody. It was just, it didn't have the heart I thought it was going to have. So Chelsea didn't have an imaginary friend growing up. Nope. No, I did not. Did not have I live in reality. Thank you very much. Yeah, Chelsea is cold, She's, calculated, and callous. Okay. Well, I feel I feel it's it's not only a good movie, but I feel it's an important movie because you know how many adults I heard uh, after watching this movie tell me, "Oh my God, I didn't realize you could have like two emotions at the same time." Do you know how many times I heard people say that? I mean, I looked at them like, "Duh," but you at know the a same lot time, of sociopaths. <laughs> I'm like, well, they're like, well, I didn't really, you know, like. You know, like, happy things can be sad, and sad things can also be happy. And I was like, yes, there's a plethora of words that mean that exact same thing. But we're not going to talk about that, because clearly you're not going to understand it. But, you know, like, I I used to talk about this movie a ton with my students, um, because that's something that they can relate to. Because, you know, it's more of a recenter, a recent uh, Pixar film. Recenter. Recenter. Uh-huh. It's a word. Look it up. Sure. <laughs> um, so Wade's a music teacher, by the way, everyone. So Yes. Um, so, so I'm eyeballing another one on my list, too, so get out. Um, so 
So, I'm coming after it. Well, yeah. my fists are already <laughs> up. So, but you know, just the, just the fact that I could use this movie to talk to kids and help them manage their emotions better, um, like that's huge. That's huge. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the film's incredibly inventive in terms of like finding a way to visualize the idea of uh, like the emotional you know the, making characters emotions and you know whatnot i thought that was like it's a really cool way to go about it but i'm kind of with chelsea in the sense where by the time i finished the film it didn't uh do anything for me in terms of like making me feel any more about anything and maybe chelsea and i are soulless that's a, that's a huge <laughs> no, possibility no, no. <laughs> but it just didn't work it didn't resonate with everybody there are certain movies that are on this list that do resonate with everybody i think but yeah i mean i'll go ahead and say it i wouldn't be i'm not against it being uh, on the 10 i but i'm gonna go ahead and say that i don't think it's mount rushmore so if that's a fight that wade wants to have to to have it on Mount Rushmore, Wade, if you think it's a Mount Rushmore film, then by all means, we can keep it on the top 10 and we can find something else to take off instead. But if you don't think it's a Mount Rushmore film, then I'm fine. Uh, well, I mean, off. at this case, it's at this rate, it's not going to make it to top four. So, so I mean, I don't, I, I don't hate it, it and I don't love it. So I'm kind of like, uh, you know, I'm like the green party on this one. You know, so. <laughs> I mean, I could go after a different movie if you want me to at this point. Well, no, 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 you'll, no, come, no. you'll come back around to this one eventually. So, <laughs> stand your ground. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wait, are you? I mean, are you like super attached to it? Um. Well, not. I, I know. Not, not top four. Not top four attached to it. Um, okay. But I will. I I will always uh, argue its case as far as being like a good Pixar movie, but also, like, a good movie that people need to watch. Right. Okay. Um, then, yeah, I guess we'll... I'll take it off here. I'll close my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of sorry. Alright, so... So we still have 11 here. Right? Oh. Do we? I'm looking at the list, and there's 11 we... films. I didn't know Onward's... Oh, I guess it was still on there? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I made my case for Onward to be top 10. I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think it's a Mount Rushmore film, but it would definitely be in the uh, top 10 for me. But um, Is it better than... Like, is Ratatouille better than Onward? Yes. Not for me, just because, but I have like a very like weird personal connection to Onward more so than Ratatouille does. I think Ratatouille is a better overall film in terms of its story, characters, uh, what like rewatchability. Mm-hmm. But by the time I got done with Onward, like it just like it just lasted longer. It resonated with me on like a, a personal level. Mm-hmm. So, but like I said, that's a very like me, a very uh, very small case you know what i mean (laughs) so i would i would not concede ratatouille for onward i guess is what i'm saying 
But I would, I would, you know, I do think Onward is a very, it's a better film than it had really any right to be. <laughs> so. Well, Ethan, isn't it your turn to actually remove so, one? Well, then, yeah. I mean, in that case, I'll go ahead and take Onward off, and then we have our. Okay. So if before we have move... to do it, it better be you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll. There's going to be a lot of tough pills to swallow moving forward, so <laughs> I guess I'll go ahead and get that one started. So before we move further, I'm going to go ahead and list off the 10 that we have just so everyone's on the same page. So, so we in, have... In no particular order. Yeah, no particular order. That's another mm-hmm. thing. Mount Rushmore isn't a ranking one through four. The top four films are all equal when we get done with this. So there is no, like, it's not really like a ranked thing we're doing here. Um, so the 10 remaining films we have is Toy Story, Toy Story 3, Monsters, Inc., Up, Wall-E, Ratatouille, The Incredibles, Finding Nemo, Soul, and Coco. And Wade, I think it's your turn. Um, oh no. Um, geez Louise. Right. So it's uh, get tougher. <laughs> I keep looking at each one. I'm like, well, I could do that, but no, because this. Oh, I could do that, but no, because this. You just gotta, you just gotta look internal and be like, man, do I oh, really God. think this is the gold standard? Now I'm thinking. What I'm gonna start thinking now is, is this going to be on top four? No. Well, it's probably gone. In yeah. that case, in that case, <laughs> I will do the honors of taking Soul off the list. Ooh, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna, you. I'm gonna take it away from Chelsea, and I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> oh man! While I See, love it, and like if you've seen it, you would understand why that movie would resonate with me on twelve different levels. That but, film is so much more than just being like about a a, a music a band, a teacher. band teacher. Yeah, well, I yeah. you know, and I tried to tell a lot of so many friends were like. Oh, like, did you? Is this your favorite? Because it's about a band teacher. I'm like, well, but it's not about band. Yeah. It's not even about music. It's about life. It's about living. It's about finding the thing. How no matter how small that that gives you that that want to move on. Um, yeah. Now, I, I, while I I feel the lesson is probably the most important thing ever, as far as like the movie goes, do I want to? Is it going to be my top four? I don't think so, but go ahead, Ethan. Oh, man. See, I don't, see. before I even, like, throughout the week, I kind of had, like, what I thought would be, like, the the four that I would pick. And Soul was, like, one of the first ones I thought of just for the fact that I think it's one of the most deep and complex and layered Pixar films that they've ever made. In terms of not just, like, story and like thematic elements but also just in terms of animation styles and just like uh the world itself like that film is god it's so freaking good and i love the music i love really everything about that film Mm -hmm. and by the end of it like it's one of the few like pixar films that like i contemplated and thought about a lot afterwards and i like rewatched it just to like soak up more you know oh yeah no for sure um well Chelsea, think, what do you think then 
Chelsea's it's, never had an existential crisis in her life, so this film's like whatever, fucking cats and. Well, I mean, like <laughs> clearly, uh, we tried. both really, really love it, but Chelsea, go ahead. No, it did not resonate with me. It's the same thing with Inside Out. Soul was the same line. Like it was, it tried. It just, it. I think it just, in the sense, it tried. Like it really tried to make it so deep and everything, but it just, it just didn't work for me. It was a joke, in my opinion. I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> it. And then, I mean, you take like the little soul character as like, oh, it's just a funny, stupid movie with a stupid character. You know, sure, they try to give it depth at the end, but I don't know. It's just... Yeah, honestly, like, the thing that Tina Fey and, like, being the comedic element and, like, you know, because at the end of the day, it is a Pixar film. It is trying to find a more balanced audience. So, like, the mid, the middle portion of the film where they have Tina Fey and she's cracking wise and being Tina Fey and, and then, like, you know, they put her in his body and he's in a cat and that's all, you know, that stuff, like, the kids enjoy and whatnot. That was like the weak part of the film to me on just like a, like a, like pushing the narrative forward. Mm-hmm. But like how the film starts and how it ends is like so incredible to me. And even if just like, I know this is like 100% recency bias, but Soul may be like one of the best looking animated <clears throat> films I've ever seen in terms well, of like the amount too. of detail. Yeah, for like sure. the detail, oh my God, is so just mind blowing to me. Like especially when they're like on earth, like on Earth, not necessarily when they're like in the uh, I don't even remember uh, what they call it. It's like like pre life, but they this... have like a name for it. What's it called? You know what I'm talking about? I don't know, it's like, like the it's like Souls the, World. I don't know. What it's it like the camp name or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I don't know. One of the things I loved is when he's like he's uh, walking through his. A version of like it's like all his memories and like uh, high points and low points like visualized and Tina Fey's just kind of like like making fun and like there's like certain things that he sees that he's just like he does have like that internal like crisis it's like man what the hell have I done in my life like that shit resonates with me on a personal level because I find myself contemplating that all the time <laughs> you know I'm in my 30s now I'm a new father and I look back and I'm just like, I haven't done shit. Like I haven't done anything that's substantial and and, that that I would consider like a high point. So like seeing this character kind of like see that himself and realize like, Oh, well my my life is meaningless because I haven't accomplished anything. Like I have that inner turmoil myself all the time. I feel like, uh, if you, if you're looking for accomplishments and accolades to judge your life, then you're always going to be a step below. And then, you know, by the end of the film, he's just like, no, I'm just going to be happy in, in life. You know, I'm just going to, you know, this is, this is what, what it is, you know? And when you can find that, that piece, that's awesome, you know? So it's another one of those films that just kind of like hits me on like personal level. Cause I saw myself, uh, in that, like, in that character, you know? I see. Another thing, honestly. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Keep shitting on it. It's fine. No, okay. Another <laughs> thing that bothered me <laughs> was just like, it's a representation aspect. It's the same thing with the, pr- the Princess and the Frog. I love that movie. But with the first time you have a black princess and then you make her the frog the whole movie, like that's just kind of insulting. And it's the same thing with 
kind of in the sense with soul like you have this black man he's the main character but then like yeah halfway through the movie you talked about like tina fey takes over his body and everything it's like this comedic thing and then he's like a blue soul most of the time and it's just kind of the one I thing know, i will counter that right with is me. i do love like you don't like you don't really you want to get this from just watching the film but like if you watch i watched the like the making of for the film mm-hmm. and like the director was talking about how it was very important for him to have the barbershop scene because that's mm-hmm. like a cultural touchstone for for them and like him just writing that and putting that in there adds so much uh it makes it like it adds that sort of like cultural realism like i love the barbershop scene it's so freaking good even though it is you know tina fey's in his body and like talking you know making stupid jokes and whatnot but just like that director being able to push you know the team be like hey no i think this is really important this is like you know this is like mm-hmm. our thing this is what you know this is this matters to us you know i always like i think that's super cool but yeah, yeah. i do i mean yeah he does spend i would say you know two-thirds of the film in like different aspects you know he's a fucking cat he's a blue bull a blue blip you know whatever <laughs> <laughs> but, but i don't know like it's just it's another one of those things like it's hard because you know it is super subjective but yeah that film i would say more so than really anything else on that list like hit me hit me like hard you know hit me in the hit me in the feels well it might sound like soul staying for now i guess does that mean i need to choose a different one uh, I mean, if you guys are both against it, I don't know how much energy I want to put into fighting for it, but I just think on, like, a technical level and just, like, a a, a story level and, like, I don't know, I just think that film is is incredible. It's not, it's not a masterpiece because there are some points in there where, you know... It's not cringe, but it's also like, all right, you had to do this for the for the kids, you know, because otherwise this film is going to get too fucking <laughs> too far away. Yeah, from I their, mean, it, it comes uh, in with mantra. heavy stuff, and then but then you yeah. need something to kind of go like, oh no, this is a this is a family movie still. Let's let's keep it. Yeah, going. they yeah they had to figure out a way to ground it to make it a you know a Disney animated film as opposed to yeah something else because it could have very easily gone to something else. So I don't know. Wait, if you're gonna if if you're also in the park, then we can at least keep it for now, and we can we can duke out Chelsea later. But <laughs> <laughs> I I'm okay with holding it up until the until the list is a little shorter. So if if I can't do Soul, and I was only gonna do Soul because I wanted to take the pleasure away from Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that was I knew that was on her burn list because I remember when the movie came out. I, I wanted, like to, I wanted to have the funeral before before the bloody murder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> anyway, well, if I have to choose another one, then I'm going to have to go with The Incredibles. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, where I, this is where I'm opposite. I, I agree. <laughs> oh, man. Not, really? Not Can it's... I state a case real quick? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, I yes. don't think it's bad. It's not like it's, you know, but like... um. There's not, like, a lot of, like, good life lessons to learn from it. It tells a great story. It's got a great cast. Lots of, you know, like, memorable scenes and stuff like that. But, like, I as compared to some other things and just, like, the emotional value I have with other other movies, 
Um, yeah. You know, like, I'm looking for a fight, but I'm not ready for a gang to show up on my doorstep for choosing some of, to, for kicking some of these movies off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like The Incredibles is a safer choice. But go ahead, Chelsea. Tell me, tell me what's up. Yeah, Chelsea, state your, state your case. Okay. I mean, so, first of all, I think it really resonates because I think it's, it has really good animation. It's, it's really good at the time, and it still holds up really well. It's a superhero movie, which at the time this movie came out, I believe that like the Spider-Man movies were kind of out and everything, and people were getting excited about superhero movies. And then you have The Incredibles, which, you know, it kind of made superheroes cool again in a way. And then we have like the Marvel MCU that comes after. And so like this is kind of like uh, Disney's like first like superhero family that we experience and it's like their version of fantastic four and everything and so it's a movie that appeals to both children and adults and there are a lot of elements in the story that appeals as well to children and adults i think it does have life lessons and i think especially it's actually for like an older audience because you have uh mr incredible basically going through his midlife crisis and everything and then trying to like change things up and then his wife thinks he's cheating on him and they realize that like communication is important and you know family is important and they need to be all there for each other i don't know that's what i got from that Yeah, i would say that a lot of the writing and a lot of some of the like early on conflicts are very much more adult driven because kids don't really understand the idea of a midlife crisis or really understand the the idea of adultery and <laughs> You know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. Um, and the writing is, like, it's really well done. Like, that movie is still, like, you know, you can watch it now, and it's still very sharp and very, very witty. Uh, pretty much all the characters are great. I don't necessarily like the villain. I never, I didn't then, and I still don't. I don't know if it's just that guy's voice or the way he is, like, the way he's characterized. I just... He's, I guess he's supposed to be sort of, like, annoying and everything else, but, God, he's just, he's insufferable. That, like, yeah, but he, he's kind of us, though, in a way, as in, like, the viewer, because, you know, we all want to be the superheroes. We all would love, I think most people would love to have superpowers and everything, and I think this movie also has some super iconic lines. I mean, Syndrome has the line, you know, if everyone's super, no one will be. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, like, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think the best accolade that film has is its writing. I think the writing is probably the best thing about it because at the end of the day, it is like you said, just like a it, it you know it's a superhero it's a superhero film and yeah, it came out at a time where it was kind of like in between two different eras of superhero films. You know, you had a lot of the you had a lot of the stuff going on in like the the 90s and the early aughts and then you had the incredibles and then like at post incredibles then you start getting like you know the early startings of like what the mcu is now um mm -hmm. so you know it wasn't it came out in a perfect time because it wasn't superhero overload but mm -hmm. it is also like i don't want to say it's like kind of like a like you know you mentioned fantastic four and it is kind of just like a fantastic four but it's you know it's a full-on family instead of like just four people that aren't really like family <laughs> but i'm also with wade in the sense where it just it doesn't have any sort of uh emotional resonance with me and 
And maybe that's not like the only criteria we need to be looking for. Because I, like I said, I think it is a just it's superb film, and I can watch it all the time. It's a very, it's a you know, it's 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 a safe watch, kind of like you know, A Bug's Life. But I don't think it. I think it's just kind of. I don't know. I think it's very. I don't know surface level. I don't think it's overly deep. And maybe, you know, not every film has to be, but like, man, I don't know. We're, we're like splitting hairs and it's, it's going to, well, this the, figuring <laughs> out that, yeah. how to get six more off the list, it's going to be yeah, difficult exactly. and it's, it's yeah. going to take a lot of, and I, uh, I'm going to, I'll, I'll end my, I'll end my, uh, I'll end it with this. If I was, if I met somebody who's never seen a Pixar film, Incredibles would not be one that I would tell them to watch. So, there's that. Like, if I was thinking of, like, the gold standard, the the pantheon of Pixar films, while amazing, I would not, that would not be first out of my mouth, be like, oh, you should definitely watch this movie. I think it's a, I think it's a super fun, uh, well-written well animated film but I also think that any studio could have pulled it off I don't think there's anything in it that makes it special for Pixar so that's I'll end it with that so what do you well, I mean <laughs> Chelsea what do you what do you what do you think I mean I think it personally would really go Is... really close towards the Mount Rushmore I'll ask you this is it one of your like? Do you think it would be on your four? Like, if you did this, list, well, I mean, would it be your, one of your like? Do you think it has legs to 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 make it to the four? Well, as my personal list, yes. And I thought of as a list of movies I would tell people to watch. Yeah. that would be Pixar. That it would go there. Damn, Wade. What about you? Well, now I'm I'm just kind of looking at the list, kind of comparing it to other. Other yeah. films and it's, like would I put it above this one? Would I put it above this yeah, one? Yeah, see, and that's and it's hard too because it's you know, part of this is personal preference, but then it's also like just just like objective, like quality filmmaking. Yeah. You know? And it's it's really hard there's like a fine line between like uh having opinions on those. <laughs> you know? So I think uh, I think Incredibles is like a superbly crafted film. But in terms of like subjectivity and uh, emotional like resonance, like it has it, it doesn't stand for me. Hmm. So it's it's, it's, it's kind better of than soul. All right, let's calm down. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I would most definitely put soul over Incredibles, like a hundred, a thousand million percent. Because I think well, soul. soul has, would, yeah. I think soul at the end of the day has a more meaningful message to the viewer than the Incredibles does. Do you think all the ones on our list have a meaningful message? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No. Okay. I think, I think our list right here, these 10 films, I think all these are like, they're all like, you know, top of the game peak films for, uh, for, you know, for animation, for animated films. But I, there's still, like, half of these, I don't think, stand on the ground of, like, 
having any sort of like uh, lasting power after watching in terms of like having meaningful or, or emotional or deeper conversations about it. I so. think it might be safe for now to just go ahead and move on um, and uh, let Chelsea have a swing at the list. All right, well, you can't nominate Soul again, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Should we, hi- should, we, should we highlight the ones that we've... Oh, God, that's an awful color. <laughs> I'm going to highlight the ones that, we've, that have already been nominated that haven't yet been completely cut, and we'll, have to, we'll circle back to them. Okay, so I'm still trying to cut a movie, not completely nominate one. Cut. That yeah, yeah, yeah. We're okay, still yeah. we're okay. Yeah, just cutting. we're still cutting. Okay. Unless you have one that you want to nominate, you can do. I guess you can go either way. We haven't really. We're in the top ten, so I guess it doesn't really matter at this point. Well, I don't one, know. Do you guys want me to? I mean, I think it's I one. I. I mean, I would love to nominate. I think Toy Story should be on. The top. Mount Rushmore. It. I agree. Yeah. Because now, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you even is this viewing through rose tinted glasses? <laughs> no, it's not uh, just I, I was that. Just, I was just asking because it is the yeah. OG. I know. Well, that's also what's amazing about it. Yes, it's the OG. I mean, it's the standard. It's where everything starts. That animation, because that was groundbreaking, groundbreaking animation at the time, and it still holds up. Yeah. Do you really, remember watching really well. that movie like as a kid, just being like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I mean, I didn't watch it, it as a kid. Go, man, this animation's amazing. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. We weren't thinking like that. Just like, but right, like, exactly. How it looks, though, you were probably registering something like that. Like that looks really cool. You know, yeah. like because yeah. at the time we were still used to just cartoons. You know. Yeah. We didn't have these three D CGI kind of th- deals. Not yet. I feel like it. I feel like yeah. At the time of viewing it, I never like even parsed that out as a difference. I was more just taken aback at just the the storyline and the characters were just mm-hmm. it's so enjoyable, you know. And did you all have a Buzz Lightyear action figure or a Woody doll? Come on now. Oh, Woody. Come on. Uh, I did not. Woody. I wanted to be a cowgirl when I was younger, so I was heavily influenced by this movie. Yes, I also I also had a Woody doll. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, ask this uh, a follow up. Yes. Yes. Do you think Toy Story is better than Toy Story 3? Or do you think both of them belong on the Rushmore? Mm. Because if you don't, then we can go ahead and eliminate 3. I, if I had to pick oh, between it's the way two, better than then, three. To, then Toy Story 1 needs to stay. Yes. Without a doubt. Okay. I will keep going supporting Toy Story 1. <laughs> I'm totally fine taking off Toy Story 3 and 4 Toy Story. So That's, everybody yes. agrees on Toy Story. Toy Story yes. is here to stay. I think Toy Story is here to stay. I. This is like a weird one. This is a weird one for me, just in the sense that I don't really think this film. Uh, kind of like how I was arguing against The Incredibles, where it didn't have any sort of like, uh, any sort of emotional hold on me. I think a lot of it is, uh, nostalgic. And just like the, it's the foundation for this studio, and maybe that's enough. But, but yeah, I mean, I can watch that. You know, watching it then and watching it fairly recently. You know, my son's one and a half, so we've pretty much watched all these films. <laughs> so, 
they're all still fairly recent in my mind. Um, and, and yeah, Toy Story, like, I think everything else about it is just so, so well done. Like, every single character is great, and the story is fantastic. Sid is an amazing, like, the villain, the foil. Like, everything about that film sings. I think it's enough to put it on a pedestal, even though I don't think it has any sort of, like, emotional, like, underpinning for me like it didn't it didn't do anything for me like it does it is like a you know like friendship friendship and acceptance and stuff like that like it just yeah i don't know there's okay. other films on this list that do have like a, an emotional grab on me and i've already cut one of them so <laughs> 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 because it lacked all the other elements of like great characters and great storyline and stuff like that you know well we have one out of our four then all right ethan your turn oh, bud um i say uh ratatouille i think ratatouille is an is, is kind of in the same boat as the incredibles i think it's really well animated i think it's a it's a good story good characters uh, it's got some good writing. I just, it doesn't really have any sort of like lasting power to me. Like I watched it, and I didn't think any more about it when I afterwards. You know. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that too. Damn, that was easy. Peace out, Girl Scout. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it's back to you. Okay. Wade. All right. Um. Okay. So. How about Wally? Ooh, shit! You guys are picking all, like you guys are picking all my favorites. I'm not saying that I don't love. I've spent so much time defending. <laughs> I love Wally. I, I, love, God, Wally I love Wally too so much. Um, I love Wally too, but I you know I'm comparing it up against like one or two other of these movies, and I'm just like. But it's not going to beat this out. It's not going to beat this out. I don't know, man. I think Wally is, like, in my mind, that was, like, my number two behind Toy Story. You think so? Yeah. Just what they were able to... Wally might be one of their riskiest films in terms of there's very little uh, dialogue. It's a lot of just visual storytelling, mm -hmm. and it relies heavily on, like, mm -hmm. audio cues and, I love that. Uh, I actually love effect. that so much about yeah, the movie. Yeah, and that's for like that for a film for a studio to take that kind of risk and just pull it off in flying colors is just amazing. Like no other you don't see DreamWorks or Sony or whatever the hell Warner Brothers animation is called or whatever shit. Like you, no other studio would do that. Like that is a that's a Pixar, like that's an art form. And they went with it. And I think in terms of just like sh just sheer artistic prowess, like Wally is like one of the best. And that film just had like allegorically speaking, like talking about like being good stewards to the earth. And uh, like it has a lot of uh, thematic elements to it that also resonate and have a very good message for adult audiences mm -hmm. as well. And Wally may be one of the most like recognizable pixar characters as well <laughs> so 
I don't know. I would not. I would definitely put that on my my Mount Rushmore for sure. Like a hundred percent. Chelsea, how do you feel? I personally love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's definitely one of my favorite Pixar movies. Yeah. But I was a little hesitant about putting it on like a Mount Rushmore of this. I don't know. I I guess I just didn't have enough to say about it to really prove it could deserve a spot. But I well, that's kind of where I wouldn't complain yeah. if it was there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah see, like, for yeah. for me, the only reason I feel like it like I think the reason it is accelerated is because it is such a different type of film that no one would make like i think on just risk alone and the the quality level that they were able to pull off on taking this huge risk like i think that amplifies its credibility like if i was telling someone to hey this is what sets pixar apart this would be a film that i would tell them this is what sets pixar apart three-fourths of that film is just visual storytelling Mm-hmm. you know so not exactly a beginner friendly friendly movie but definitely something that you would insist that they watch like outside of oh, being yeah. just a pixar movie yeah 100 like if I, I mean when i think of pixar like pixar is different than every other studio because of movies like this mm-hmm. you know this is what sets them apart from just making your hit you know uh shreks and your uh hidden dragons or whatever the fuck that is <laughs> legends of the hidden dragons or whatever that movie is how to train your dragon yeah whatever <laughs> i've never seen like it, this this okay. film is this film is what makes pixar like a top echelon studio you know mm-hmm. yeah they're not here to make kids movies they're here to make art kind of thing yeah, like Wally to me is like more like art than it is uh, a kid film, but it works as a kid's film crazy. because Wally is like one of the cutest characters. I remember working at the theater. Wait, I don't know if you were there at the time, but they had that huge Wally like animatronic standee <laughs> in the lobby. There no, was, like, I was still in Mexico, I think, at that point. Yeah, they had the, we had this huge like like massive like twelve foot tall like Wally. A standee that was like fully 3d animatronic it was like motion sensor and so kids would walk by nice. he was like a wally you know <laughs> like and kids like ate that shit up like they just just being able to say the character's name over and over and over and just like the slight the subtle expressions with just like the character's eyes and you knew what he was feeling without having to say anything without like any sort of other like uh like direction towards it like it's a huge huge success and a huge gamble for a kids film you know no was Mm -hmm. was wally a pokemon (laughs) what (laughs) (laughs) i mean you would know more than i mean he he says his name as he talks and he's expressive and kids love him well if he is he's the last pokemon because earth was I mean, destroyed. <laughs> you got you got you got Eve too, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and even their relationship, like, they mm. don't ever like really say anything to each other besides their own name, and you like just like I don't know, man. I would beautiful I, love story. Everything about it, everything about that film. Okay, is, so is brilliant. Maybe we should keep that one, um, and we'll let Chelsea take another crack at it. Yeah, we'll highlight that one blue. 
Honestly, here, I'll make I'll make I'll make this easy for you, Chelsea. Okay. If we put Wally on the Rushmore, then we can lose Soul. That's fine with me. Wade. Wade. I will agree, but I will remember this. <laughs> Trust me, dude. This isn't gonna. This isn't gonna. I mean, this is gonna cut me just as much as it cuts you. Okay, but, but if you take I Soul like, off, if you take Soul I, off, you have to take Coco off. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hold on. We haven't even talked whoa. about Coco. Slow your shit. All right. No, no, no. There's another Jesus movie that I want to attack later. Wait. Oh, oh! Chelsea's got her eyes set on something else. Oh, oh yeah, I sure. do. Okay. There are two are, are, movies hold, I do not want on this list. Okay, well, <laughs> hold on, well, then, hold, on, will, hold, on uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I kind of want to watch this movie then, so. Okay, you can, I, I will allow it. All right, so we'll get rid of Soul, which literally kills my soul, because I love that movie, but I think it's going to be easier Wally renews to, it. I think it's easier to put Wally on the Rushmore than try and stay up all night fighting for Soul. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> But I would say anyone who hasn't seen that film, please go watch it. Especially if you're super insecure like I am. It, like, that film is amazing. Alright, so Chelsea... Or is it my turn now since Soul is technically yeah, it's, your cut? It's, yeah. yeah, you guys can go on. Okay. Um, <laughs> I will say... Ba -da -ba, ba -ba -ba, dang. I mean the one I want to the one I want to get rid of I I I can't cuz it's highlighted. Uh. So <laughs> we can make some compromises. Oh Jesus uh -oh. Christ. <laughs> let's say I mean let's save that let's save that for a second. I'll go no, ahead we'll and I'll go ahead for another movie to be I'll removed go... too from the list. Whoa, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Daggers out over here. Just slicing and dicing. <laughs> Uh, I'll go ahead and nominate this film just because out of what's remaining, it's also one that I think is like a near perfect film in terms of of uh, its uh, writing and characters and animation and everything. But maybe doesn't hit as hard as the rest of these do, uh, minus The Incredibles. <laughs> and that would be Monsters, Inc., not boo i know man but you're removing it or yeah. you're adding it we're moving hmm. uh. i know right mm. but i'm just I'm, i don't know man I, I it's hard for me too because i love monsters inc it, per, it may be on my like personal list of like most watched and uh just like just i love it but i do I put it on the the gold standard for Pixar films? No. You know, I think I can agree with you. Time, oh. time, times are hard. Chelsea, times are hard. Times are, <laughs> times are hard. Uh, <laughs> all right, Chelsea seems salty, so state your case on why you oh. do think it's gold standard or a Mount Rushmore film. I mean, honestly. Well, well hold on. Before you even start, hold on. Before you even start, before you even start. Sorry, Excuse I don't want to cut you off. I'm extremely rude, I know. But you you, you literally cut my soul, so... <laughs> so, fucking gloves are off. <laughs> um, do you think Monsters, Inc. is better than The Incredibles? 
I was gonna say I would give up the Incredibles to keep Monsters Inc. Oh. Okay, I'm fine with that. Okay. We can get okay. we can get rid of Incredibles. And Kapow. Okay. All right, Wade. It's back to you. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh. Because um, Incredibles was the one I wanted to cut. Okay. <laughs> so. so I'm not bringing up. It was his true. Colors I'm not bringing there. this up as a, <laughs> a, a, a like argument. Like, okay, I'm gonna we're gonna put this movie up on the pedestal next, and we can discuss it and decide what to do with it. How about that? Oh, you're just highlighting it for conversation. Like this movie hasn't been talked about yet, so we, it needs to go in a direction or not. Well, give me. Well, you got to. So tell what's your me, direction? Yeah, tell me what direction you think it uh, deserves, and I'll tell you if you're wrong or not. That's fine. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything else. Um, I'm gonna go with Finding Nemo as maybe not being in the Mount Rushmore. It's uh, another one of those father-son films. <laughs> yeah. We, That's we, a beautiful hey, film. Buddy, we all got daddy mm. issues. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I get this it. This one... I get it. Hey, it has nothing to do with... Like, not just that. That... I was just responding Finding Nemo to is, thing. That's all. <laughs> I, no, I, it's, it's iconic. Finding Nemo is iconic. When you think of Pixar, one of the movies you think of is Finding Nemo. But the I will counter that. Is that just because it is one of its earliest successes or like as someone who's like a new Pixar fan today, would they immediately think of Finding Nemo? You know what I mean? Because we have, we, it's kind of hard for us to parse that out because we were like that target audience when Pixar started, you know, when they first like started coming out with these bangers year after year. So for us, it, you know growing up with pixar like it is iconic for us but i have to think of like as a whole 24 films is it iconic i don't know i don't know i think it's a little bit of both i mean and i think with this like sequel finding dory it brought the characters back to light again for yeah like kids nowadays and stuff terrible film but it's (laughs) i mean i would happen but yeah i mean god finding nemo is just it is a beautiful film. It's serene. It's calming. Like everything about it. the music is incredible. All the characters are incredible. The story is incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we only have four movies not the left, like on the regular incredible. list here, I and know. we have two that we now have not talked about. Do we? Should we just talk about the other two, and then make an overall decision about the remaining two in our in our Rushmore? I'm ready to attack. Hey, attack. <laughs> yeah, Chelsea's, yeah, she's... Go ahead. She's got some vitriol. Up has got to go. Up's got to go. Why does Up have to go? That's also another movie that, you know, people said really resonated with them. I didn't think it did. You know, some people Chelsea, love to give the first couple minutes credit. Are you, are you an emotional <laughs> yes, contrarian? I, do. I feel that right, Chelsea's There's, coming there across There are three movies that I, would, that, I would, that I would go to jail for, and you are... Tossing them in the $2 bin, like underneath the bin. <laughs> I've, I'm starting to take I, them a little personally. I honestly thought Up would be like a general consensus. That's why I like, hadn't touched it yet. Cause I was like, that's why I hadn't touched it either. Because I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, this film is no, like. No. Oh my gosh, Chelsea. <laughs> uh. 
Are you a contrarian in the sense that like it's kind of like the Avatar syndrome where that film came out and everyone's like, oh, I had to go to therapy because that film was so beautiful, so you automatically have to hate it because it's like so because people were like, being over talked so about. about. Okay, it. that movie wasn't beautiful. We can talk about that another time. Why I don't like that movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, it's, oh my god it was just fine for me and i just thought most of the movie was annoying russell's annoying in the movie it's just i don't know well, it's it, the characters just soul where you gotta like they gotta have the kid part in there somewhere yeah so that you're not just sent home in a body bag yeah, but look, look, look what we already have on our Mount Rushmore. We have Twister and Wally. Mm-hmm. You could say those characters are charming. Mm-hmm. They have, you know, there's really not a lot to be annoyed about but in those movies. You're, you're, you're but when it comes me to that up, my boy Kevin's not great. Yes. Sorry. It just does not resonate with me. That movie is just an okay movie. I don't think it's. I just don't think it deserves to be on Mount Rushmore. That movie hits me in so many emotional spots that a lot of people probably wouldn't understand unless they've gone through something like that. So it's really hard for me to come at this objectively. I don't think I can't attack you I don't for that. think I don't think any other films on this list besides Up do hit me on an emotional level as much as Up does. Now, I will agree with Coco. Chelsea where I don't think, like, I'm not, I, not all the characters in Up are super great, but it's also, like, you know, kind of like with Soul, like, it's almost like they had to, like, over, like, try a little too hard to try and bring it back down to a family-friendly film. Because I feel like that was another one of those where maybe, like, in pre-production and writing, it kind of, like, got away from them. They're like, oh, wait, shit, this is a Disney film. We have to, like, kind of bring it back a little bit so they had to kind of like overcompensate a little bit and maybe they overcompensated too much if that makes sense mm-hmm. but like i think the peaks and valleys for that film i think it has higher highs than anything left on this list yep should we should <laughs> i don't know if you'd be that bold to say that I mean, because I could just throw Coco up there with Up and just compete. You don't like Coco either? No, I know I love Coco. No, I was saying, you know, I was like, you don't I'm think that movie sure. resonates with emotions? <laughs> now that's strong. That deals with almost... No, 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 know. yeah. In this yeah. household, we watch Coco all the time. That's like one of Atlas's <laughs> favorite films, mostly because of the music. <laughs> Aw. But yeah, Coco is a, a... It's it's played almost too much in this household. <laughs> but, but yes, I 100% love that film. Um, but I think Up just, like, I feel like I'm the target audience for that story. If that makes sense. But do you think it will resonate as well with everyone? Right. Like, the story and Wally does. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it's really hard to, like, this is what I'm talking about earlier, when you take, like, your your personal feelings and then just, like, objectively as a okay. film. Like, it's really hard to, like, separate those two. Mm-hmm. Um, that's true. I, I kind of go back to the Wally point that I made earlier in regards to Up, where pushing that amount of 
emotion, especially within the first 20 minutes of that film, is pretty bold for them. You got to start somewhere. <laughs> right. But that's like, all it has going like, for boom, it. Boom, that's, that's where we're at. Well, but then you have, you know, you got to get Carl back to the place of wanting to continue living, really. And that's where Kevin comes in. Kevin's a great foil for Carl. And getting yeah. him to open back up and accept other people back into his life instead of just And also just the idea away, of, basically. Like, yeah, the idea of, like, moving on is a strong undercurrent in that film, you know? And that's something that, like, really, like, uh, resonates hard with me. So, but like I said, that's, like, a very, like, personal thing that only, like, I would grasp onto uh, more so than a casual audience. So, yeah. I, don't, I mean, oof. Like, I, I mean, like I said, I would put up on there over really anything else. But it's I can I can see the knocks against it, in terms of just like uh, a, a, when you, when you look at it more objectively, not everything uh, is a home run in that film. So I don't know. Wait, what, 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 what do you? <laughs> What do you think? You're kind of like the um, the media. You're the middle. You're the middle well. I mean, when one. it when it comes to up, I wouldn't I wouldn't put it below Coco. Um, Coco is great, and it you know it had does so many wonderful cultural things, and like the concept of like the death and stuff like that is like that's that's all very important. But I feel like if we look at like Carl's journey and then the main character from Coco's journey, um, like. I feel that the main character from Coco, like, the emotions, like, he's not there for the emotional aspect of the movie. That's more like his grandma or his great-grandma or whoever it is. And, like, his, and, like, her husband. It's not, a. Uh, it's not, like, emotional reconciling for him. He just wants to be able to do what he wants in his life without being told that yeah, he can't. It's kind of like, yeah, you it's, know? It, yeah, it's, it's very much a film kind of like, you want to like go against uh, tradition. You want to like mm-hmm. pave your own way. You don't want to just be, you know, told like, "Oh no, we're shoemakers, so we make shoes." It's like, no, I love music. Like, well, yeah, fuck you. you don't... <laughs> we yeah. don't like music here. We we make shoes. And while and, yeah. and while that this the message and the story is important, I just I can't put it above up. Yeah, I would agree with you because I feel like in Coco, a lot of the heavy hitting is from the side characters. Mm-hmm. You know, and th- there's some scenes in, in Coco that are just like pretty early on when they're in the uh, uh, the underworld or whatever, you know, whatever you would call it, where uh, where they go to see that guy he who has the. Uh, what does he have the I can't remember why they go <laughs> see that like old drunk dude now, you know, what I'm talking about. Mm hmm. Like, I can't remember why they go see him, but, like, he asks he asks him to play him a song before he, like, actually dies. Like, that scene is incredible. Yeah, for sure. And that was one of the first, but, like, major moments of the film. We were like, right. oh, that's what, that's what we're here for. Right. But it also, like you said, it's just kind of, like, it doesn't really 
it's not for the protagonist. It's just kind of there to like set the stage for the conflict. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's kind of there to establish like you have a like what the conflict in the film is. Like there's a fight. You know, like if you are not remembered, then you're not going to last here. You know, you're going to actually die. <laughs> so <laughs> like that. Like it's a it's an emotional scene, but it's basically just there as like a a story device to kind of set the stage for the overall conflict. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just for the. It's not a, an emotional scene just for the or for the, the protagonist. You know, it's more for the viewer, I guess. So I don't know. I would say Up is definitely uh, higher up for me than Coco. I mean, like I said, I think Up is the last. Like I thought Up would be like the only surefire besides Toy Story. Like, going into this, I was like, alright, Toy Story and Up are going to automatically be on this list, and we're going to have to find two more. So it's like blowing my mind that I'm sitting here having to, like... Having this conversation. Fight for, yeah, having to fight for it. So, I don't know, I guess what I... Chelsea, I need, like, a really passionate debate on why you hate this film. <laughs> like, why I hate up yeah give me give me your give me your final plea to the jury why, why does why it des- why does it deserve yeah. to not exist over coco yeah exactly or over any of the rest <laughs> of them like why is it because that's basically what we're deciding at this point like why you want to I mean, eliminate it that movie just it didn't resonate with me i'm beginning to realize times I'm, I've watched... <laughs> I'm beginning to think you it just didn't like feelings. it okay i am not the only one who felt this way about this movie i know other people who did not love this movie as much as some people did and you know i can give it some credit that yes you know the first you know 10 20 minutes of the movie that's great and everything but the rest of the movie needs to hold up too it can't just rely on just the beginning of a movie because we're looking at pixar movies as a whole and all these movies their story like really carries throughout it and I can I can definitely understand how the story resonates with people and I think it's really good that Pixar is able to make all these movies that just resonate with everybody in different ways I think that's really great it's just I just don't think it has enough to make it to Mount Rushmore but like I said I am just one person and I'm one of three that has this opinion (laughs) yes (laughs) And so I just. All right, so let's let's go just... let's go about this a different way. Chelsea, why don't you nominate what you would think, like what your next Mount Rushmore film would be? Well, well, let's let's go with that direction. Oh man. That's hard because I'm actually kind of surprised with some of them that actually made the top list. Yes, we all know. I'm, I'm like not complaining. No. <laughs> what? What did you just say? Are you talking about what made the Rushmore already? Or are you talking about what's in the final four? No, what's in the final four? I'm kind oh. of surprised. You know, I just, I, yeah, I'm not I am complaining. Too. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised Soul is not there. But, you know, we all, uh, I'm still, we all get, I'm still sitting on that uh, egg. Don't worry. Um... <laughs> Oh gosh, I don't know. I will nominate Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo is a Rushmore film? Yes. 
All right, so Finding Nemo over Monsters, Inc., Up, and Coco as a Mount Rushmore film. Sure. So is, okay, is this is this list Toy Story, Wall-E, Finding Nemo, and Coco? Is that the list? For for Chelsea or for everybody? For for the for the final Rushmore. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put Coco on mine. Yeah, I wouldn't put Coco on mine either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so that is... means everybody's fine with Finding Nemo. <laughs> it's really hard for me to find a knock against Finding Nemo. So maybe yes. Wade, think you were hesitant about Finding Nemo. Mm, I just I don't know. Like I for Finding Nemo, I'm comparing Finding Nemo to Monsters Inc. because they're similar. Um, yeah, and if for sure. between the two, I'd rather have Monsters mm-hmm. Inc. But I can't. It's hard to compare like Finding Nemo and Up versus Finding Nemo or Coco. Uh, yeah, that's just how my brain's kind of been doing. It's been kind of pairing no, similar movies up and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm right there with you. It's, I think, it also doesn't, you know, I think Up and Coco are trying to achieve different things than what Monsters, Inc. and Finding Nemo were. Yeah, they're, they're different movies, you know, they're, they're different kinds yeah. of movies. So, like, pairing those mm-hmm. two sets up, like, it also makes sense in my brain. So, it also, so the, it comes down to, is Monsters, Inc. better than Finding Nemo or vice versa? Oh. Um, I would probably say Monsters, Inc. is better than Finding Nemo. I think that's where I would go to, question mark? Yeah. I'm okay with that. I think they're both really great. Yeah, I mean, and... let, I mean let's be clear. I, everything on this list is, like, a, a damn near perfect film. <laughs> it's, they're real, like, just in terms of just, like, pure enjoyment, like, sitting down and enjoying a film. Um... So yeah, it's starting to get down to like nitty gritty with this. And with that being said, I do think Monsters Inc. holds up better than Nemo. So do we move? Are we moving I'm Monsters okay Inc. That. up? Are we elevating it? Is it reaching a higher I state a of yes. existence? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would say Monsters Inc. is a Rushmore film. Okay. All right, folks. Here we go. I mean, it's not. It wouldn't. I mean, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so let's get rid of Nemo then. What is that? What? Mind your business. That's unique. Mind your business. <laughs> All right, so our final Rushmore slot is either going to go to Up or Coco. You guys can battle it out. Um, I say Up. I I have. One hundred percent. I already have two shots in the heart that says Up. I already had to compromise <laughs> with two other ones, so... Yeah, yeah, I feel like I lost all my other emotional <laughs> films, so I feel like if I don't get up on this list, I may, like, not sleep tonight. <laughs> Just put it on the list. Okay. It can go on the list. Bye, now, Coco. is that because you just... Is that also... Is that because, like, you legitimately think Up is better than Coco what? in terms of... <laughs> or you just don't want to... you don't want to... Or you don't want to argue I want to... No, I want to compromise with you guys. You oh, guys have given sweet. a lot of valid reasons for why Up should be on the list, and I respect it. And so. So we convinced you, is what you're saying. 
I respect your choices. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. But I can be happy with our Mount that's, Rushmore. Yeah, that's as the closest whole. I'm so. ever going to get to Chelsea saying she was wrong. So our, <laughs> so our Mount our Mount Rushmore is. <laughs> shut up. Toy Story, <laughs> Wally, Monsters Inc., and Up. Uh, is there what? Uh, there we have it. Do you feel good about this list? <laughs> Did I crush your guys' hopes and dreams? I feel now? like I still, yeah. I feel like there's a little bit of a void missing, but I, I'm glad Up made it. I didn't think I would have. You lost to, your soul. Yeah, exactly. Literally lost my soul. I didn't think I would have to put up a fight for Up. I honestly thought that that was like a, a surefire. So yeah, that's a, that's interesting. <laughs> and I didn't think Monsters Inc. would make it, but here we are. Right. <laughs> I was surprised that Wally made it, but I was perfectly fine with that. Hey, as long as we we all got a surprise. Similar deal. We can do Mm -hmm. we can do top or we can do like one best. So singular one, best Pixar movie that's been in toy that's been in Kingdom Hearts. Oh Jesus Christ! Like the world. (laughs) Okay. Like like what like which world was best? That that can there only one next time. Pixar. Oh wait. (laughs) Is there? No, Toy Story. Oh, wait, no, there's two. There's two. Yeah, it's Toy Story and Monsters, Inc. Yeah, well, you guys have fun with that conversation when I'm not on the episode. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying, in Monsters, you... Inc., you get to see Vanitas get, th- as the internet says, yeeted through a door. So <laughs> That's a beautiful world. It was, that's that they... amazing. Mm. Not that Toy Story wasn't, because yeah. it's about damn time no. it made it into Kingdom Hearts, but hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, enough with the. This episode has too much Kingdom Hearts as it is. Wow. As in zero. Did Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts? Know, did Kingdom you're missing Hearts... your heart. Are you a heartless? Yes, nah, I am, because you took it. <laughs> I'm a soulless. <laughs> nah, he's just a nobody. <laughs> did Kingdom yes. Hearts just replace this podcast Dragon Ball slot, or what are we doing here? Today, maybe. <laughs> we, we, we haven't brought it back to Dragon Ball today, so. We still got. We have not. We got a small amount of time yeah. to work with. Well, here. you guys just said it, so that's it. Now uh, we can move on. We brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> we brought it up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Pixar Mount Rushmore. That's. Uh, we have many more Mount Rushmores to discuss in future episodes. So this was a good, a good test for us. And uh, yeah, I'm happy with it. Toy Story, Wall-E, Monsters Inc., and Up is the official podcast to master. <laughs> Pixar Mount Rushmore. (laughs) And with that being said, we can move on to the final segment of the show, which if anyone's been listening, they know we are going to discuss the latest episode of Loki. So would you guys, uh, I'm assuming everyone watched it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone's caught up. Mm -hmm. All right. So who wants to go first? What 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 uh, What are your impressions? Do you want me to be a downer again? <laughs> I feel like that's a theme of yeah, it's a theme of this episode, Chelsea. So just yeah, <laughs> keep it going. Lay it on out. Oh yeah. It I don't know. It felt like a filler episode almost. I'm like, what? This show is six episodes long, and we're already at a filler. I mean, it's it's. I mean, that, and that that feeling. I get that feeling, and it's kind of bizarre because if you lay out like mm-hmm. what happens in in the in the episode about you know. Um, 
learning more about Sylvie and things like that, if you lay out the facts of the episode, you'd be like, no, these are important things. But then you come out of the episode and you're just like, okay. Like, but not a lot happened in a way. Like, it's probably just a setup for the next episodes. Yeah, it's definitely got set up feel to it. It's also the shortest out of the three. It was only like 40 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it definitely feels mm-hmm. short. Like, I feel like by the time the, in- the episode actually started getting interesting, the credits rolled. For real. And I'm really curious like, what to see shit where it's going to start watch? next. Like, yeah. Like, what's, what on earth is going to happen next? And what, starting there on a new episode is probably a good idea, but like damn man (laughs) yeah and i I feel like the first two episodes were had really good uh character dynamics between loki and mobius in terms of writing Mm -hmm. and then you get a full episode of loki and uh sylvie Sylvie, right Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and that that dynamic that like chemistry is not there at all like I don't know what it is, but it just was like cringe and awkward. I don't know if it was supposed to be cringe and awkward, but it felt cringe and awkward the whole time. I would agree with that. I don't know if it's because I don't know if it's because like if it's intentional because they're like the same person but not, you know, time variant nonsense. Or if it's just me not really latching on to Sylvie as a character. But I don't don't know. There wasn't really anything in this episode besides a few nuggets of of just kind of like world building that seemed interesting to me. Yeah, and honestly, the whole the whole episode looked super cheap. Oh, it was so bad. (laughs) Like it looked really like can I can they not get the same like virtual screen or whatever that they used to shoot the Mandalorian? Is that not something that they can get over at Marvel? Because those backdrops and settings looked fucking awful. See, like I love the. You will have I a like better the eye co- than I do at these things. It was like a CW show. Oh, yeah, oh god! Right? Don't say that. I know what it that means. So Sorry, bad. it was. It was very noticeable. Oh, it was see, I super didn't notice noticeable. It. I didn't like. I noticed the CW shows all the time, but I didn't notice it in this one. But, I feel like they know, cut. They tried covering up a lot of it with like a lot of these like purple hues to try and like mask how shitty it was. But my god. Well, maybe it worked on me. Maybe, but you all, I, <laughs> you all are the ones that focus more on that stuff, though. Um, I, I yeah. Like if it catches my eye, I'll, you know, I'll pick it up. But I'm not like, uh, I'm not actively analyzing those things throughout stuff, unless they're that yeah. bad. So. Yeah. See, it's really hard for me to like like. That's why it's hard for me to watch TV and film and stuff like that because I do look at it on a technical level. Mm-hmm. Well, I do the same and thing with music stuff like and that, stuff, so, so I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, when stuff like that, it, it's almost like distracting, and I can't even concentrate on what's happening because I'm just staring at like how shitty it looks. That's why I don't really <laughs> watch uh, like TV shows and like broadcast cable and stuff like that because or sci-fi channel and. Because they all just are so bad looking. Production yeah. values are like, it's like watching student films. They can have the greatest stories, <laughs> and like and arcs and all this shit. But I cannot, like, they'd be better audiobooks for me because I cannot look at that crap. 
you know, and it was hard for me to even comprehend this episode of Loki because the entire episode, even the costume design was shitty. He was wearing like a purple sweater and like a biking helmet or whatever. <laughs> like, oh, so that weird. part. It yeah. seemed, <laughs> it seemed just incredibly cheap. I'm like, you're fucking Disney and Marvel. You guys have, you literally like print your own money. Yeah, I was and, like, where's that money in this? Yeah, are you, are you spending it all on the Mandalorian? Because that show looks amazing. And that's sci-fi and fake worlds and everything else, and it doesn't have like these kind of shoddy production values. So mm-hmm. that was like really hard for me to like not focus on. Like really, the only interesting thing about that episode is like early on when it was like kind of like the uh, Marvel equivalent to like Inception, where she's like <laughs> in that girl's like memories or whatever, trying to like get information from her. Oh, yeah. Like, that was, like, probably the most interesting part about, like, that little tidbit of information of how she's, like, like, going into their, like, mind and to try and extract information. Like, that little tidbit right there was probably the best thing about that episode. But otherwise, like, God, I don't know. It was... And it was, like, super strong, like, Majora's Mask moon colliding into the <laughs> planet <laughs> vibes. Like, I was like, Jesus Christ, someone's a fucking Zelda fan at the writer's room. <laughs> so yeah i don't know for for a show that's literally like you said six episodes like i don't i don't want to expect filler you know mm-hmm. you, you, it's it's six episodes if you're already getting filler episodes you should have just made a movie right exactly <laughs> so well, hopefully it'll improve yeah or get back to how it was. But also Mobius wasn't in this episode, so maybe that's what we were really missing. Yeah, maybe maybe this show is just highlighting the fact that I'm just I'm in, in love with Owen Wilson. Because, like, the first two you episodes... You need to give Cars a second chance. <laughs> Ooh, let's not. We already... We set the list. We set the list. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Speaking of... Hey, no, it didn't say it should be there on that list, oh, okay. but... <laughs> Speaking of Owen Wilson, this threw me off. So, I bet they... They posted stuff, like, from the uh, the showrunner. She's like, yeah, Owen Wilson's not going to have his, like, his uh, his famous line where he says, like, wow, right? Did you guys see that? <laughs> yeah. I could have swore he no. already said it in the, in the show. <laughs> nope. Has not said it yet. Like, I, I guess... I haven't noticed. I guess when I think of Owen Wilson, I maybe just, like... Like, maybe I hear it diegetically, you know? <laughs> It's like, oh, that that fits in really well right there. I guess he said it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So when that popped up, I was like, what are you you talking about? He said it in the first episode. (laughs) So that threw me off. So, yeah. But yeah, this show is, yeah, this show needs more Mobius and less uh, Sylvie. So hopefully she, uh, I don't know. (sighs) Or maybe hopefully that, that improves because she's like super just like flat as well. Like she doesn't yeah. seem very interesting to me. Besides, like, oh yeah, she's a, she's a good fighter, and oh, this is the other rant I was gonna have. And this is not just for Loki. This is kind of just in general. If you're gonna give a character a sword, and then in all their fight scenes they don't use the sword to fucking kill anyone, <laughs> why have a sword? That drives me crazy. It's like, oh, we're going to make this, she's going to have this badass sword. And she's, like, kicking people. And she has a sword in one hand, and she'll, like, punch somebody. I'm like, you have a sword. You could have just cut that dude in half. 
Like I get it's, it's a, a Disney kid show. I get it, but then <laughs> yeah. in in your pre production, don't make don't have the prop department make her a fucking sword. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with like Loki's daggers. He always has these daggers. He never once uses them. He just flips them around. Yeah, he flips them around and then they evaporate and then he starts punching, throwing people. I'm just like, I don't understand the point of like giving these characters weapons if you know full well they're not going to use them for the way that weapon is intended for its use. You know what I mean? It seems so dumb to me. I think it's even funnier because they're like, you know, kind of the villains and they don't even use their weapons. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we got these room full of people. It's It's close quarters. This is like the time to use a sword but instead i'm just gonna like push people against the wall and bash their head against the you know throw them out the window or whatever like she literally could have just killed all those guards <laughs> with her sword my favorite part Which... was when loki got thrown out the window <laughs> yeah <laughs> and she just dives right out after him i was like get a girl <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> but yeah i don't know yeah i just it was a whatever episode you know yeah let's see mm-hmm. where the next episode leads us and it and we may feel better about it after that yeah for sure i mean it's one of those things where you got to wait for like the whole thing to be unfolded before you can like you know reserve your judgments for the the final credits kind of thing mm-hmm. but it's already given me kind of like strong like wandavision vibes where i felt like early on in WandaVision it was like incredible and then it was like oh this is going off the fucking rails quick <laughs> so <laughs> and this is like you know even shorter than those shows so if it's already like you're halfway through it and you're already off the rails like that <laughs> gives me doubt not good <laughs> so so I don't know for for moving forward for uh, Disney please uh, up the budget for these things Jesus Christ if you're going to have a show about Loki and he's jumping through time and he's, you know, he's got magic powers and all this stuff, maybe give it a little bigger budget than you did Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because production-wise, that film, or that show, looked a million times better. Granted, it's rooted in reality, but even the effects work and stuff was better on that show than than Loki so far. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my that's my final thought. Fair enough. Definitely the definitely the the low point of the series, but the series as a whole so far is still like really good. Yeah, I would say we're on our way. Like that, mm-hmm. that episode wasn't bad enough to be like, wow, this is a complete shit. Like I'm not watching it anymore. Like I'm still intrigued <laughs> on where they're going story wise, but definitely this episode seemed I don't know almost almost unnecessary. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. But. Like Wade said early on, it's. I'm sure this is just like a basically just like. You know, a huge build up for like the the last the second half the second act kind of thing, you know. But in terms of yeah. like viewing these episodically, it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't sit well, you know. It'd be different if it was a film and you're watching it all at once. And like, there's that little lull in the middle of the film, you know, whatever that makes sense. But like, when you're watching episodic and you have to wait a week to get the next episode, like, it just kind of sucks that one of the episodes is blah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, that sounds about so, yeah. like that's a good place to wrap up our episode for the evening. Yeah. 
I, I feel the same way. So with that being said, uh, leave us uh, only five stars. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not five stars. We don't get, want it. Take that somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, if it's please. not five stars, you know, put that review somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want, you know, you can tell us your, uh, you know, your favorite game or film or TV show or book or, you know, whatever. And, you can uh, tell us how questions. we tragically murdered this Pixar yeah, please feel free to send all of your vitriol to Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm ready for it. Bring it. But we would love. And, we uh, would love to co- communicate and respond to you all. Um, so, so please let us know what you think and how you feel and what your choices are too. Exactly. And if you guys have any uh, any questions you want to send us or comments or corrections or you know anything you can email us at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com you can also follow us on twitter instagram and facebook at pod demastered and uh yeah thank you guys for listening to this not super gaming related episode (laughs) and look forward to more not super gaming related episodes (laughs) in the future we got plenty to talk about (laughs) folks stick around (laughs) All right, that's it. See ya. Peace.